Hey, this is Evergreen, where our stories never go out of season. My name is Mitchell, and I'm a journalist. And my co-host recently had mouth surgery. Uh, He may sound a little bit different. I'm Caleb, and I'm an audio engineer. And here we explore the one thing that brings us all together, storytelling. (laughs) Every episode features a story crafted from prompts brought to us by our lovely listeners. And then we bring those stories to life with a soundscape of music, atmosphere, and sound design. And the topics for this week's story were a stained shag carpet, a broken window, and Fergariophobia, the fear of strawberries. Today we have a very, very special guest, friends of the podcast, Gamma Radio. So grab some popcorn, maybe a Nuka-Cola, and if you're Caleb, a fistful of painkillers, and enjoy this week's episode, Fergariophobia. stupid i know i was but you always think it's going to be okay don't you when you do these things it was just after we moved into our new flat me and marie and we'd never lived together before and to be honest maybe it was a bit soon to move in with someone anyway because it had only been a year since we met infatuation is a funny thing though and makes you foolish We both had got something we really wanted for the flat and I'd fallen in love with this painting by this guy I know from work and it was this awesome picture of a cow, like you get in any old pastoral painting, but but you can see spots under the skin where machinery had replaced the muscles and so whilst it looked like a real cow, it still looked mechanical and I I thought it said something about how we eat so much artificial food, it's hard to tell where one stops and the other begins. Anyway, that painting was my pride and joy and I put it up above the fireplace the moment I got home and I looked at it every day. It sounds weird, but you like what you like, don't you? Marie's choice for the flat was really expensive, but uh, it was a lush shag carpet that felt like you were walking on a cloud rather than just a carpet. But you you could really feel the quality of it under your feet, and to be fair, I I really liked it too. Marie hated my picture, she just didn't get it, which is fair, but this was the agreement, and really I would have taken it down if she protested, but she seemed okay with it once she got used to it, and to be fair, it's the only thing she's ever let me put up on the wall before everything else is her choice, because I don't really care about decoration. I love this picture, though. I wanted more. I wanted a chicken with mechanical legs or a terminator pig next. Fat chance I'd get it. I cooked that evening for the both of us and I thought I'd cook my speciality, which is of course lasagna, and what I like to do is chop up a load of bacon and then dice some chorizo into tiny little chunks and mix them in with the mince so all the lovely oil leaks out everywhere and covers everything in this gorgeous smokiness that then mingles in with the white sauce which is absorbed into the pasta, and my god, it is good. This one was special, so I made my own egg pasta and I banned Marie from the kitchen whilst I was making it because I knew she'd uh, uh, want to help, but... She just can't do it the way I can. And I I wanted to make it extra good, you know. Things have been ropey for a while and I just thought, maybe this would help. I don't know. When I took it from the oven, it was still bubbling and spitting, so I let it cool slightly on the side before I picked it up with a couple of tea towels to take it through to the table in the living room. I got to the door and opened it with my elbow. But it took a while and the towels were thin and my fingers started burning. And so I rushed to the table to put it down, but I couldn't get there in time and I let go. It landed bottom down and smashed. Ceramic fragments exploded outward, releasing the watery grease lurking at the bottom of the dish straight over the new carpet to be topped by layers of beef 
pasta, and cheese. <laughs> the carpet was ruined. There was a moment of silence before the eruption. She actually screamed. That was the shock of it. I thought I was going to cry, to be honest. It was a good carpet. It was a good lasagna. I'll cut this bit short, really, because it was mostly just screaming from the both of us. It was the end of our relationship, really. She took my cow picture off the wall and put her foot through it. That was the worst. I didn't ruin her carpet on purpose. Now she'd vandalise my picture in revenge. Is that why you did it? Yes, officer. Well, that's where it started. It all broke down from there. She was vicious. A bully. She took it too far. I decided to leave her for good and leave her a nasty surprise on my way out. The strawberries? Yeah, the strawberries. She had a phobia of them, you see. We couldn't eat out, we couldn't go in supermarkets, farmers markets, anywhere there might be a strawberry. She'd start panicking, crying, wailing, all because of blinking strawberries. She couldn't look at a picture of one without having a breakdown. So on the day I left, I brought 20 planets of them and left them around the place. In the teapot, on the mantel, on the toilet seat, everywhere. I rigged up a couple of planets over the doors too, so they dropped on her head as she closed them behind her. I thought she'd have a bit of a scare, you know. She'd get over it. But I had to do something to show her. Show her she couldn't push me around anymore. Bully me. I didn't think. I waited outside with my phone ready to film her screaming her head off when she ran outside. I was going to put it on Instagram. Next thing I know, she... She... She had a phobia of strawberries because she was allergic. Are you saying you were unaware of this? I I had had no idea. (laughs) According to this report, she made her way through her own flat that you had laced with a deadly substance. You hid a total of 274 strawberries around the flat. You placed strawberries on doors that fell on her head and barred the way behind her. You created a strawberry gauntlet that forced her into her bedroom, the door of which dropped yet more strawberries between her and safety. She couldn't call for help because you'd covered the phone in strawberries too. She had an allergic reaction, panicked, and threw herself through her bedroom window, which shattered. She fell three stories, landing impaled on the street railings below, where she died. I didn't... I didn't mean it. I didn't know. I'll leave you here to think about that. I didn't know. You receive a summons in the morning. I, I didn't know. Oh, I really, really enjoyed that. I love. I love macabre humor, so that was like right up my alley. I'm really glad we finally got to do a comedy. Um, Fergariophobia is something that a friend told me about, and phobias are always so much fun in storytelling. I'm really happy that uh, Gamma Radio, that they were able to 
just use that. That was I really really loved it. It's it's the kind of thing that I'm not super talented at writing, so I really enjoy when another writer can come in and do realistic dialogue and kind of that that kind of mumblecore storytelling style. Um, Caleb, what did you think about it? Absolutely, I seriously loved the episode too. I think the guys behind Gamma Radio are incredibly talented and hilarious. This story was really dark. I loved it. I really like how they used the topics so thoroughly. I love getting to see how everyone used the topics so differently in their own stories. I'm sure someone's going to joke about how we still sound just as human and fluid as we normally do. Well, um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun getting to hear their story and I got to watch Caleb work on it. Um, and rather than us just telling you about Gamma Radio, we actually have a nice message from Rob, who's half of the podcast team. Hello, my name is Rob and I'm one half of the Gamma Radio podcast, which is a post-nuclear comedy set 200 years after a nuclear war in the wastelands of Great Britain. It's a radio show hosted by two hapless DJs, Dave and Fogg, as they deal with the uh, trials and tribulations of the wastelands inhabitants, and it's very silly and a bit rude. Um, But this story is something completely different. Uh, I wrote this story for the Evergreen podcast, which you probably know because you're listening to it right now. Um, and they gave me three things to use for this story, which was uh, uh, strawberry phobia or fragaria phobia, uh, a broken window, and a stained shag carpet. Um, so what I really wanted to do with this story was to to mislead you and trip you up. I started writing it as an almost stream of consciousness diatribe, focusing on the banalities of standard urban relationships and the kind of tiny imperfections and niggles that people harbour and keep buried. But um, they swell and build and eventually they erupt and can be catastrophically damaging. So our narrator gives us all the information we need to set up the end. The, the picture, the carpet, the lasagna. He goes into much detail about his picture and his cooking process, partly because they are clear, strong, vivid memories for him in this moment, and partly because I wanted you to think this was going in a different direction, that the focus would be the carpet, the lasagna, um, but instead it's just a catalyst. And suddenly another voice, the policeman, interjects. Uh, that was, like, reveal number one. You don't know what crime has been committed, but you know he did one. Um, And suddenly, this goes from a banal tale of carpets and lasagnas, relationship management and heartbreak, to something altogether a bit more sinister. I wanted you to feel a little uncomfortable as he starts revealing his revenge plan and her phobia of strawberries. Now, this is a ridiculous phobia that I'm sure some people really do suffer with, but it is kind of funny, and I thought the idea of a Home Alone-style booby-trapped house with a strawberry theme was was really funny as well. I had great fun thinking of scenarios where fragaria phobia could be implemented and one idea stood out to me more than the others. She's terrified of strawberries because she is allergic to them. To her, strawberries can actually be deadly. So originally, the protagonist knew this already and premeditated her murder. Um, But I decided against this for a couple of reasons. One was that he might as well have stabbed her or shot her or something. And the other reason was that I thought it would be more powerful and add a, a tragic element to their tale if he had no idea. Um, so he didn't know. He was daft enough to wait outside a house with his phone ready to film her running out screaming. And it was only at this point that I wanted you to see who he really was. A petty, conniving, mean-minded boy, essentially. Only at the end, when he realises his fatal mistake, when a body lands impaled on the railings beside him, did I want you to realise the impact of what he did. I really enjoyed writing this story and I hope you enjoyed listening to it too.
we just we can't say how happy we are to have them on. Uh, it was really honestly a, an honor and a pleasure. But looking forward, we need to move on to next week's episode of Evergreen. Or sorry, the next episode of Evergreen, two weeks from now. Um, I will be telling a story, actually, uh, Mitchell. Yes, topics, topics. Thank you. So it's time that we get on with that. So, um, Caleb001, would you mind uh, letting me know what the first topic is? Yes, let me roll them now. 00100110010010042. All right. Um, let me see. That is a rusty nail. And that comes to us from Ron Miller. 66. 66. Give me a moment. That is a haunted house amusement ride. And that comes from Angie Warfield. And who could forget 16? <laughs> who can forget 16 indeed? Um, that is legal offices from AJ Harris. Wow. Yeah, friend of the podcast. He was here uh, last week, or last episode, in fact. I'm so excited. He's so excited, you can just feel his passion in his voice, can't you? I really can't talk. No joke. That's We believe you. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to, please... We have a Twitter. It's called at Evergreencast. Um, that's also our Instagram, so be sure to follow those for news and updates and kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. And keep your eye out. Two weeks from now, we'll be throwing up a brand-new episode. And we may have uh, some surprise news for you between uh, between now and then. And sorry the website is taking so long. It's coming soon. Promise. I can't tell if it's Caleb or the uh, website that has a virus that's keeping it from coming on. It could be either, if I'm being, being honest. Ha ha. Yeah, that's right. You laugh. So you guys have a great night. Enjoy yourselves. And uh, until next time, there are stories everywhere. Get out of my room. And anyone can tell a story. Good night.